Only Three Lads is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast family, home to some of the best music podcasts on the planet. Visit PantheonPodcast.com to discover more. And if you like what we do on O3L, we kindly ask you to please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. It really helps us more than you know. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It was one of those pictures which are so contrived that the eyes follow you about when you move. Big Brother is watching you. All the three lads in '64. Half by songs in '94. Big Brother is watching you. Thank you for coming here once again. The Only Three Lads podcast, where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music from 1974 to 1999. Make sure and take a seat. We have another great episode for you. I am Uncle Greg. Of course, we have the rocker, the PhD of music, Brett Vargo. Yeah. Sit down and enjoy the ride. It's going to be a fun one. And guess who's back? The (laughs) Ambassador of Love. Bueno. Ah. Wow. I'm back. We missed you. Yes. Thanks, lads. I missed you guys, too. What's up, guys? Talk Not to me. much. Well, you know, you got to take a little time off, and uh, you were playing Basketball Jones there for a bit. Trying to follow a dream. Just an incredible four days. Made my stop in uh, Dallas, Texas on Thursday, and uh, just got some incredible shout-outs to Ice Cube, the Big Three Basketball League, and... Thanks for the opportunity of a lifetime and dream of 56 years. And, of course, Jermaine O'Neal, Ricky Davis, and my brothers Mario Gully, Tedrick Stevens, and all all the love and respect that I got from everybody that showed old-school bueno. All the love made my heart just skip beats. And don't you miss any of the big three games starting on June 22nd. I was interviewed about three times about my story. And, you know, I could show up on national TV. Just stay tuned and follow along, and whatever happens, happens. But these guys are the greatest. I love this league. I love everything about them, all the way down to the ball boys. Tell us what the Big Three is. The Big Three is a three-on-three basketball league that actually has old-school basketball players that aren't in the professional leagues, and they just all have incredible hearts. I could tell you one thing. If you don't watch this league, you're missing an incredible amount of fun watching these guys play the competition levels are amazing so it's just people who love basketball uh, even people who don't love basketball could watch this but it's just kind of a league where they get semi-pro players maybe somebody who 
didn't quite make the pros, but then they put you guys together on teams and you compete to see who wins this league. Yeah, some of these players just never had the shot when Ice Cube opened this up. I mean, it was like, wow, there's a chance here that, you know, some players in the world can get noticed for something that they know they're awesome at, but they never had the chance to show it off. I love the opportunity. So it was great. Well, you had me at Ice Cube. Yes. Keep reaching for the stars, Bueno. I don't know why my Casey Kasem sounds like Charles Nelson Riley. I don't know. (laughs) Keep reaching for the stars. (laughs) Now, it was really weird because I, I was out there playing and the one gentleman that came up to me, I was shooting there for a while. First thing he says to me is like, I'm impressed. Your legs are still going and everything. And I'm like, oh, thanks. And he's like, how old are you? I'm like, oh, 61. And then he turns and points to the ceiling. And there's a couple cameras up there. And he's like, uh, Ice Cube's up there. He told me to come over and say hi to you. He's watching you. And I'm like, huh? I'm not sure if that's a like straight ahead compliment or a backhanded compliment. Man, yeah. I'm surprised your legs are still working. Why aren't you out here on a walker? <laughs> yeah, it was just the, the motivation that and the love that I was getting from everybody out there seeing me. It was fun. It took me back to 1976 when the last time I played any type of organized basketball as a junior in high school. Was basketball even invented back then? <laughs> oh, knock it off. <laughs> Reach for the stars. Uh, ah! Well, Bueno, yeah. we're glad you had one incredible time because, of course, this episode, it's also going to be incredible. We are taking a look at our top five songs of 1984. What a great year that was. I know that Ice Cube probably was still in, he might have been still in high school. Uh, That was before NWA, Mm -hmm. the whole thing. A lot of great music, a lot of different music. But of course, we're taking a look at our top five songs that were from the new wave and alternative era of that time. Was it a hard list for you guys to put together? Yeah. Had a rough time with this one. Me too. It could have been one of the toughest. Yeah. So much great music. Well, Bueno, you're back. So why don't we start with you? Your number five song. My number five song is The More You Live, The More You Love, released July 2nd. And this is four minutes and 10 seconds of pure magic by a flock of seagulls. And, you know, this song makes and sends a perfect positive message of life. And I keep living and loving my life together in harmony. So please watch this cool video. And, you know, this song had similarities, success. In Belgium, Flanders. Remember that one, you guys? Flanders. Flanders. We yeah, we're huge that? in Flanders. Yeah. Yeah. So it peaked at number ten in Flanders. was filmed at Giants Causeway in Northern Ireland. So I just pulled the chart on this song. It pretty much did pretty good over in the UK, 26 over there in Belgium. It did 10. Uh, Germany hit number 37. Uh, New Zealand, 32 in the US, 56. In the mainstream US rock, 10. And where did it hit number 16, lads? The Netherlands. Netherlands. You got that right. Number 16 in the Netherlands. Released on their third album, the story of a young heart boy who has a young heart full of love that needs to get hurt around the universe. And that's to top, start my number five to kick off the show with love and the top five love songs of 1984. A Flock of Bagels. Oh, no, I wasn't supposed to say bagels. I meant seagulls. The more you live, the more you love. Good song. <laughs> oh, so good to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
All right, kicking off my list of the top songs of 1984 is from a band that was ruling the world in 1984. The band had just put out their third album, Seven and the Ragged Tiger. Of course, it's Duran Duran. Now, the Reflex was released, I believe, around April 1984. It was the band's first song to reach the top of the U.S. charts, and it was really just huge around the world, of course. Number one in the Netherlands that year. Yeah, Yeah, you believe that? I mean, this was Duran. Go the Reflex. I do. I know this song. I remember because in 84, there was a lot of rock going on. There was like rat, round and round, and all that stuff was starting to dominate MTV. But the Reflex, when that would come on, I remember just being glued to the TV and I remember getting a lot of flack for liking Duran Duran in 1984. Most of the kids who wore the buttons and stuff like that around, you could hang out with them. But if you're around football players, you couldn't like Duran Duran. But this was Duran Duran at their peak. I mean, the reflex, uh, really an infectious song that even metalheads who I knew at the time liked behind the scenes because they just couldn't say it out loud. But number five for me this week, Duran Duran, the reflect, flex, 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 flex. Those basketball players love that song, man, when that came out. In 1985? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. 84. Yeah, 84. I'm sorry. Yeah, by 85, they didn't like it anymore. Yeah. No, we were still listening to it. Sorry. I was there. Now, this is stupid. In 92, or 90, I was in uh, boot camp. And when I started boot camp, everybody liked Vanilla Ice. All of the black guys in my company. But then by the end, they all got word. Guys, you know, he's not cool. You know, he's not who he says he is. And then they all didn't like him. So I missed the whole Ice Ice Baby thing. You know, funny you should mention that because my 10-year-old, we were watching YouTube the other night and we started watching Vanilla Ice videos. And we started with Ninja Rap with the <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. And she got the biggest kick out of it. She said it was insipid. Wow, look at that big word. I don't even know what that means. Basically, because she doesn't want to say stupid, because we've taught her that saying things are stupid is not nice. So insipid sounds a little more sophisticated. Oh, totally. It does. It sounds like the same thing. It seems like she's going to Harvard. (laughs) It does. I mean, could you imagine how stupid insipid you're insipid? Oh, my God. Could you imagine that there in the uh, schoolyard? I wish I would have had that word back when I was yeah. her age. Well, there's still time, Greg. Because my mom used to say big words like that. Oh, I know. Still I can still learn. Still time. I'll come around. You'll come around, Greg. <laughs> Brett, you're up. My number five song is a haunting and beautiful track by the Psychedelic Furs, yes. The Ghost in You. Oh, yeah. Yes. This was the second single off the band's fourth album, Mirror Moves, and to me is one of the crown jewels in the Furs catalog. It's a prime example of what the band does best. Take what may appear on the surface to be a love song and then wring the dark, bittersweet emotion out of every line. I don't know if the lyrics tell a story that's more literal or metaphorical, but it ultimately speaks to the eternal spirit or soul. A man in my shoes runs a light, all the papers lied tonight. Is that a reference to a car wreck? Was the man in my shoes actually the song's narrator? Was it some sort of -of out-of-body experience? Was it another man who took the place in his lover's life? I don't know, but whatever it may mean to you, whether it's a loss of life or a loss of love, it's a bleak sense of loss all the same. Oh, I don't want you, the time will 
have cemented in the couplet of angels fall like rain and love is all of heaven away. And then there's that chorus sung in Richard Butler's pinched rasp that shoots straight to your heart. Inside you, the time moves and she don't fade. The ghost in you, she don't fade. Time moves on, but the memory remains. Whether the song is about death or someone you love simply being absent from your life, that person will forever be etched in your mind at a particular point in time. Those memories are indelible and the ghost certainly does not fade. It's a gorgeous slice of pop melancholia and my number five this week. <laughs> That's amazing. Says Charles Nelson Riley. Great song. Yes. Good amazing good song. Pick. Yeah. I say no. I say no. Do you? Yeah. So my number four. Oh, before we get to our number four. Ah, what the heck? This was released only in the U.S. as a single off the album and i really messed that one up so we'll go from there <laughs> i just love your add let's go no let's go okay wait <laughs> that's awesome Dufford and tilbrook their only studio re- album this song is called picking up the pieces this is an amazing song and these guys continue to write songs together and then you know self-titled effort they were hailed as the heirs to Lennon and McCartney's throne during the band's initial popularity in the late 1970s, but uh, they carved their own deal out. Uh, These guys are my favorite band of all time. I cannot wait to meet them. They'll be here in two and a half months. I pretty much have already set that up. album itself that it comes off of uh, is is incredible it's been probably totally forgot about over the years you guys out there and girls out there you got to listen to this record there are so many incredible songs from love's crashing waves uh hope fell down but it's a solid piece of magic and these two amazing songwriters like i said back in the 80s and 93 i ran into them this record needs to be rediscovered so great song and that's why the planet is my number four that doesn't suck Picking up the pieces with love and top five songs from 1984. Good job. All right. I'm going to have to listen to that. Different and Tilbro. I'll, I'll have to listen to that album again, too. I have it, but the best I could ever say about it was that there was a reason why it did not bear the squeeze name. You know, I'll tell you something, Brett, about music. I, the way I look at it with like squeeze and then, if, you know, like with the Beatles, when they split up and they start doing their own stuff, I give every artist a chance. I mean, it doesn't even matter. And if it sticks, it sticks. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I mean, the simple fact is these guys have some amazing stuff on this record and people need to rediscover it and they'll be blown away. Sometimes it takes 30 years. Either way, they are great songwriters Mm -hmm. in any context. I think the production lets that album down a little bit. Just my take. Yeah. But I mean, when being rediscovered, we're not hearing it for 37 years. I just enjoy their music. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they had their just their two guitars and we were sitting on a an island with three or four fans and I'd be sitting there entertained for hours. That I would like to hear, actually. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would oh, be that, cool. Yeah. When I met them in 1980, they said that they wanted to do that one time. Really? Yeah, they just wanted to just bring there and go acoustically. 
by themselves and just and play the music and just let it go. They don't need to have amps or anything. That's that's what I talked about with them that day. And you know what's crazy is that then they were the first MTV Unplugged. Mm-hmm. Look at wow. that. Yeah. Huh. And that was 1980 I said that to them. Maybe I had influence. Magic. I don't know. You never know. It could be said that you invented MTV Unplugged. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, just, I have a mind that thinks way in advance sometimes, and I see things that I see, and sometimes I like to try to figure out where to go with them, and this is one of the things called Only Three Lads. And we appreciate it, and we appreciate the whole community that's being built, and we just love it. We just love it. We love it. All right. Well, coming in at number four for me on my list of 1984's top songs is one that you recognize and can name that tune in just a couple of notes. Now, who knew back 37 years ago that this was a song about a couple of lovers trying to kick a heroin habit like most people? I thought, oh, wow, a band that has a lot of success in Japan and uh, it's got a good beat and you could dance to it. Shout out to American Bandstand. But when Alphaville's Big in Japan is deconstructed, we've been talking a lot about this behind the scenes, Brett and Bueno. There's a layer of sound, great storytelling lyrics. love this song and I just can't get enough like sometimes I'll sit down go on YouTube start listening it always pops up and I'm always listening to it uh, but you can really see the craft Alphaville put into the song and that's why Big in Japan number four for me this week lovely love yeah, yeah. good choice remember the videos too my, my honorable mention you know what made my honorable mention Big in Japan did not but Forever Young did yeah oh I think that's the one that did I, yeah well Forever Young's a good one but and I do listen to that one too but then I think uh, of what was the movie in 2004 Napoleon Dynamite thank you see I can't remember anything but Napoleon yeah. Dynamite yeah when they were played Forever Young and uh, but that's a great song too but Big in Japan was just always it for me from, from Alphaville it was big in Uncle Greg's heart well, and somewhere. in Japan yes <laughs> exactly <laughs> All right, well, for number four, I turn to one of my favorite albums of all time, The Replacements' Let It Be. Now, I honestly could have chosen any of number songs from this college rock masterpiece, so I went with the obvious choice, Gary's Got a Boner. No, you didn't. (laughs) No, I didn't. You're right. It's actually unsatisfied. Like Within Your Reach from the Hootenanny album from the previous year, it's one of the songs that displayed Paul Westerberg's startling growth and maturity as a songwriter around the time, and that it wasn't all punk rock, couldn't care less attitude and drunken jokes. Lyrically, it's not terribly complex, and actually looking at the lyric sheet may seem like another one of Paul Westerberg's tossed-off lyrics, like a lot of early Matt songs. Most of the song is Westerberg commanding the listener to look me in the eye and tell me I'm satisfied. But the way he sings it, it's like a challenge. Look, I'm searching for something here, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Oh, no. Sorry, that's another song. I don't know. Sounds like that's my neighbor right now. Can't find what she's looking for, and she's slamming her cabinets right next to me. It's such a beautiful thing. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Tell her you're unsatisfied. I'm very unsatisfied right now. (laughs) Look me in the eye. Look deep inside. I can get everything I ever wanted, everything I ever dreamt of. But ultimately, there's still this void, this longing, this hunger. I'm still unsatisfied. 
It's all in Westerberg's delivery, escalating from a yearning quality in his voice as the song begins to shredding his vocal cords as a desperate cathartic plead towards the end. With its arpeggiated acoustic guitars and aching slide guitar, it also marked somewhat of a musical departure for the Mats at the time, who with a few notable exceptions played their brand of rock and roll loose and rowdy. It's an evolution in their sound that would make tracks like Here Comes a Regular, Skyway, and Aching to Be possible, Westerberg tapping into raw emotion and the Stinson Brothers and Chris Mars tapping into their potential as serious musicians. One of the greatest bands ever and certainly one of the most important in my life, The Almighty Replacements and Unsatisfied. Good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I think I listened to that last weekend, actually. It's a good one. It's a good one. Just like our topic this week, our top five songs of 1984. And did you guys realize that 1984 was the first World Youth Day held in Rome, Italy? Do you remember it? that? I remember them talking about yeah. that in school. And I'm, I didn't care then, and I don't care now. So a lot of that stuff is really annoying to me. Well, I was already out of school, so I didn't care then. No. I was definitely a youth at the time. I don't remember it. I do remember uh, the 84 Olympics and the torch mm-hmm. coming down my street oh wow and everybody lining up for that i got those la and then sarajevo was the 84 winter olympics which yeah. i don't even know if, this, if that town exists anymore because yugoslavia is gone now it's two different countries and yeah. people who used to live next door to each other don't any longer mm-hmm. we need more bueno more love in the world right bano <laughs> yeah right now too i'm telling you <laughs> i love my neighbors they're slamming their cabinets and she's talking so loud that she could even probably out talk me right now the way she's talking because she hasn't shut up since i started yeah <laughs> ask her what her number four is what's your number four um dumb dumb girl by talk talk <laughs> could be it hey thanks for joining us this week once again don't forget only three lads we are on facebook go there like our page hit notifications Brett does a great job, puts these shows together. We get them out on Tuesday. And don't forget, if you want to show support, you can really show it by getting some merch. We have merch on there, a lot of new T-shirts. Brett, you have created a lot of new T-shirts. Tell us about a couple of them. Yeah, well, we have our, um, we'll we'll call it, so we don't use the Joy Division name. Oh, crap, I did. Oh, Uh, good going there, Brett. (laughs) Somewhat known pleasures shirt. (laughs) That's good. I like that. One of my new favorites. Uh, We have one that says, we love the Only Three Lads podcast in the Netherlands, because of course they do. Yes. And uh, we have a Rockter shirt, too. So those are the latest designs. Those are the latest ones. So get to our Facebook page, Hit Shop, and show your support. We appreciate it. We appreciate you here right now. And stick around. Our list of our top five songs from 1984 coming up after this. Now, wait a minute now. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> now, you got to take credit for your most prized t-shirt that you created because it's trending for that company it is yeah the b bueno t-shirt so you need to acknowledge that and tell the world that that was your creation yes i i did create the design of course it was uh for our beloved bueno and your catchphrase on our show so i think it's really the catchphrase that's trending it's both of it so the world wants to be bueno 
Look at all the women sending the t-shirt pictures right now, too. It's incredible. Yeah. I might, might have my own little team of uh, Be Bueno wearers. A harem is what it's called. You might. That'll be good for the uh, creepy shrine that you certainly do not have with all these pictures. <laughs> all right, let's move this forward. We'll all be right. back after Hi, this is Linda Hopper, and you're listening to the Only Three Lads podcast. Bueno. We love sharing our top five short songs with Linda Hopper, and many of you wasted no time in getting your list together. Chris Dalvin gave us his list. Number five, Concrete Blonde, Sun. Number four, The Smiths, Please, Please, Please Let Me Get What I Want. Number three, They Might Be Giants, Minimum Wage. Number two, The Primitive Secrets, and number one, Depeche Mode Sometimes. And Bill Ball added two to the list of considerations. Pop Will Eat Itself, Black Country Chainsaw Massacre, and Super Furry Animals, God Show Me Magic. Thanks for all the shares and nice comments on the episodes, too. Joshua Cole called it one of the best, and Monica Miller wrote, what a great podcast. And be sure to pick up Linda Hopper's music with OOK and Magnapop from Happy Happy Birthday to Me at hhbtm.com. Now back to the show. Anyway, college is a whole new ballgame. People judge you differently than they did in high school. Where are they? I think they're talking about us. No way. Welcome back. Episode 64 of the Only Three Lads podcast. Now, don't forget... We are on all platforms, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Apple, the iHeartRadio app. So if something doesn't work, we're even there on Amazon now. So wherever you need to be is where you need to be. Your smart speaker, just say, please play the only Three Lads podcast. And bam, we're hanging out, talking about the music that we all love, no matter who we are, where we come from, uh, where we grew up. We all love this music because it connects us all. And that's what I love about it. That was very polite, though, Greg. But what please what play think? Alexa, please play oh, yeah. the only three lads podcast. Yes. I don't like barking orders. So I try and be nice. I abuse her. Oh, because she doesn't listen to me half the time. Yeah, she's a pain in the ass. She's a pain in the ass. Then give her the abuse first. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's like if you say, you know, set an alarm and then shut it off. Alexa, shut it off. And I've we've gone through all that. Alexa and yeah. I we've we've argued, but did you see uh, Andrew Avila's uh, wife won't, will not give up my B-Bueno t-shirt. He has not. I don't think he's ever worn it. He's had it. Yeah. He's had it for like four months now, five months. He might just have to get his own. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think he has to get his own now. <laughs> we are taking a look at our top five songs from 1984. Pretty great year. Brett, where were you in 1984? Let's see. I was nine, ten years old. Played a lot of Atari 2600 at the time. Okay. I was, I know you guys find this hard to believe. I was a uh, music nerd. No. Yeah. A Beatle obsessive and uh, a diehard Angel fan. So there we go. So really nothing has changed in my life. Awesome. <laughs> hey, consistency. We all need certainty and consistency. And that is what Brett brings to us. Yeah. Something all right. like that. <laughs> so we're at our number three, Breno. What's your number three song from 1984? You want to know what happened when I was in 84, where I was doing I was going to ask you next segment, but yeah. Oh, okay. You want to ask me next segment? Yes. Okay. All right. So we'll go to my number three then. Remember, I hadn't been here for a while, so 
Well, welcome to Only Three Lads. <laughs> what episode is this? What was the 64. last time I was on here? I can't when remember. I'm 64, I don't know, probably 60. You didn't miss that many. Yeah, I think it was four. Yeah. Okay. Not that we were counting. Are you competing with the Beatles, Aaron? No, I can't compete with the Beatles. Come on now. You, sir, are no Beatles. Yeah, I am not a Beatle. I'm not the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 127th Beatle. You're probably the 127th. Okay, I'll take that one. Then. My number three is Talk Talk. It's my life. January 13th, 1984. The album's name also in three minutes and 50 seconds of pure perfection. As this is the first single from their second amazing record, Mark Hollis. He gave us 10 years of his musical genius, and uh, he did grace us with five incredible studio albums, one live, eight compilation, 25 singles, two live video releases. And please go listen to Talk Talk. First, I want to talk about the album as it was released and it was a top five album in several European countries, but uh, because of that song, such a shame, it really helped the international success of there. And pretty big in these three countries, Switzerland, the Netherlands, and Germany, where they peaked at two, three, and four. Netherlands lads, this album stayed on the charts for 64 weeks between wow. 84 and 86. Center It's number bro. 35 in the UK, US, and let's go back to the single number 46 in the UK, and it did better in several countries. The song's a very timeless song that everybody in this universe from generations on will definitely enjoy because it has no ending and it'll get replayed for generations. and. That's why it's my number three, Talk Talk. It's my life as Bueno has a journey in front of him with endless possibilities. Kind of like I have the world as my oyster. And Brett, you would say, stay tuned, kiddies. <laughs> I would. <laughs> the one thing about that song, when No Doubt covered it and it became a big hit for them, people didn't know that that was a cover. And that used to drive me crazy. I'm like, no, Talk Talk originally did it. Yeah. Now, No Doubt did a great cover of that song. Like it a lot. Yeah. Talk Talk, it's their song. And I listen to their version. Sometimes I fall, you know, listen to No Doubt, but... It's like a 10 to a 7.5 for me. Yeah. But talk Talk. I remember the very first video was uh, the Talk Talk video from Talk mm -hmm. Talk. Imagine that. And the way how that guy had that ponytail and beating on those electric drums. And they're kind of walking around in circles. I always love that video. And then just love the band from the get-go. I think that was like 1982. One of the first videos I saw yeah. on MTV. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, at number three of my favorite songs of 1984 is one that had a video on MTV that had me dreaming of a girlfriend who would tear out the neckline of an oversized sweatshirt and wear it without a bra. And I still have that dream, mm. by the way. Like, Brett's consistent from back then. Me too. But the song didn't crack the top ten of the U.S. charts, but it's still one of my favorite go-go songs. Of course, Head Over Heels at number three. A song that could have you dancing around like a cracked-out cheerleader back then even today and you know the joy and energy of head over heels came at a time when there was no joy or energy in the band of course the infighting jealousy financial bras 
What? Brawls, I should say. I, I have huh? financial bras. I've never seen one of them. Yeah. Ah. Well, I have. My grandma used to stick her money in her bra. So yeah. not the same. Not as exciting. Um, no, you just totally dashed the appeal right there. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. yeah. Oh, you don't even know. Financial brawls. <laughs> um, but you see, kids, when you can fake sincerity, you can make it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I just love it. Number three, Go-Go's Head Over Heels for me. My top songs of 1984. My girls, they, they got to go back on tour. Remember, they had their their goodbye tour after this. Yep. You know, oh, they're going rock and roll hall of tour. fame. They have to. There was no I hope doubt. so. They need to take a victory lap. Well, Kathy Valentine, you know, she wrote a lot of those great songs, or at least part of it. But that's why she's got to be back in the band, and hopefully, they can all get along and um, go out and tear it up one more time. Mm-hmm. Yep, I totally go. Yeah, after they get their hall of fame award. I wouldn't be surprised right now if they've already signed some stuff after that to start going back out. Even if they just did, like, theaters. Pack them yeah. out, have a good time. And uh, one of these bands, what they got to do is go and, like, bring, like, a guitar and start handing them out to young girls in the audience and say, you're next. Pass that baton. There's some great female guitarists out there right now, though, that I, th- that I think are doing that. Well, good. You, know, you have St. Vincent, uh, Her, H-E-R. And you've probably seen the Linda Lindas. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, the one thing, too, is if you go to, like, let's say, a Fender site or mm-hmm. Ibanez site, they now have lines just for, you know, young women. You know, the, yeah. the, the guitars are pink. The pick guards are different colors. Pretty cool. So I think uh, we're going to get a lot of great art coming out of the young people. Well, soon. I think with the pandemic, actually, because a lot of them are sitting at home going, what, what should I do? And I want blended bands. I want uh, bands with guys. I want bands with girls. I just want to hear what people think, feel and how they see the world, because it may open a door for me. Or it may uh, make me think, oh gosh, I'm right. Awesome. But either way, it's a nice ride, and I could listen to things that, I don't get it, but okay. But a lot of times, some things are just fun. It doesn't have to mean anything. Just fun. Well, just for fun, I wrote a song, and uh, I gave it to my buddy over there at Love Tractor Army. When he decides to get his music together for it, it's going to come out. Yeah, I wrote one. Gonna tie my pecker to the tree, to the tree. Gonna not write that. I didn't. Well, you just did. What's the name of the song, Bueno? I know I, that does total cover, cover song right there. It's untitled right now. Oh, untitled. Okay. Yeah. Do can we talk any more about it? Is it? What's the theme? What's you know? Do you have the melody? Do you have the chorus? What's the hook? Uh, that's all his. Okay. I gave him the lyrics. He just gave him lyrics. Okay. He mentioned it to me as it opened up his heart. That's an important thing for a song. Brett. Hey, kids. <clears throat> All right. No New Zealand accent. But for number three, I move over to New Zealand for one of the best bands to ever hail from the land of the long white cloud, the Chills and their track Pink Frost. The Chills are an indie pop institution led by Martin Phillips and one that thankfully has been revived over the past decade, right up to their newly released wonderful album Scatterbrain. Also, check out the marvelous 2019 documentary, The Chills, The Triumph and Tragedy of Martin Phillips, one of the best rock docs that I have seen in recent memory. So back to Pink Frost. It was their second proper single, not including a side of the classic Flying Nun Dunedin Double EP. Whereas their first single, Rolling Moon, was great, giddy, but relatively straightforward Kiwi jangle pop, 
Pink Frost enters new territory for the band through its dark twists and turns. It starts with a peppy 20-second intro with the rhythm section of bassist Terry Moore and drummer Martin Bull in lockstep, with Phillips' simple guitar line played high on the neck. Sounds like another rollicking Flying Nun pop single, but wait, Keeds? It then changes gears into a dark, almost gothic tone that sets the scene for a horrifying tale about a man who accidentally kills his lover while they are sleeping. I thought I was dreaming. I didn't heed her screaming. I'm so scared she won't move and I'm holding her head. The lyrics are filled with panic and dread. How can I live when you see what I've done? What can I do if she dies? It's heavy stuff. It's given additional weight because the song was recorded in 1982, but shelved until 1984 because the band was suffering from the loss of drummer Martin Bull to leukemia, a tragedy that still haunts Martin Phillips to this day. Pink Frost, despite its harrowing subject matter, is one of the highlights in a career that contains many, and it is my number three song of 1984 this week. Another one I'm going to have to look up. Yes, check it out. Yes. Great track. Yes, Bueno. Ooh. Is that Bueno, did you say? Yes. So, um, my number two is by Simple Minds. Jim Kerr, this guy is incredible. Released January 9th as the second single from Sparkle in the Rain. And this song, Speed Your Love to Me, jumped almost overnight up the charts to the top 20 in the top 20 and in the UK and stayed on the charts for four weeks. When I listen to the song, my hair stands straight up on my arms watching the video and just listening to his beautiful work that he puts together. Four years later, I mean, dang, these guys are still doing it. I mean, heavy drums and keyboards make this kind of a arena rock song, you know, to make this music to where he, this guy made it. I mean, there was some pretty cool thinking going on to come up with some of the greatest music, and these guys are one of the best five-piece bands I've ever seen. So, Simple Minds, Speed Your Love to Me, that's why it's my number two, and we'll continue here on our love journey. And uh, let's make this dream come true, friends. That's my number two. Good song. All right. Yeah, beautiful song. Very good. All right, well, runner-up on my list of the top songs of 1984 is one that was released as a B-side in 1984. Now, it's mm-hmm. another one of those songs that anyone here in the O3L community could probably name that tune in just one note. And, of course, the song proves that the music created in the 80s seems to make the decade not real because the music and TV, the diversity of music out there was just so incredible, it could not have been real. It was probably just some movie that people who weren't alive probably think because there's so much great stuff that came out of the 80s. And of course, Johnny Marr, he wrote the song, How Soon Is Now, along with William. It was really nothing. And please, please, please let me get what I want in a four-day period of June 1984. And 37 years ago, 
This song was, you know, created, but it's still fresh and haunting. So I'm pleased. I'm asking the music gods now that COVID-19 is really getting on the back end. Reunite the Smiths so we can hear Johnny Marr, Morrissey, Andy York, and Mike Joyce on stage jamming How Soon Is Now, my number two song of 1984. Yeah, it'd be a dream come true. Had a little prayer in there. Oh, yes. How do you like that? Yeah, that is nice. This is now a religious <laughs> podcast. Kind yeah, of. I'm a dreamer. Music is religious, though. You know, I mean, it's it like is. something yeah, that combines. Yeah. It's it's like glue. That, Therapeutic. Well, it's glue that hangs, you know, for us, we can hear a song and it takes us back. That's why I asked Brett, what, where were you in 84? This music takes us back and it connects us and it can, you know, reignite feelings. Or even like with the Alphaville. Back then, I just, you know, had a good beat. You could dance to it. But now then you take away those layers. I was too young to understand what these guys in their 20s were writing about. I didn't have the emotional maturity, and I still don't, but I'm a little bit wiser <laughs> so that I can like deconstruct the song and go, I see what they were doing there. Wow, you know, it's like, it's just amazing what artists can do with something that you think is so mundane or nothing, or, uh, you know, just the sounds, the loops. It's just incredible to me. You've grown. I'm working on it. Yeah, my neighbors have grown too. They put their dishwasher on. <laughs> oh, great. Uh-huh. <laughs> And look, you don't sound so angry, so you've grown too. It's awesome. I've grown, yes. Well, just remember, cleanliness is next to godliness. So, you know, now that we are a religious podcast, your neighbors are probably close to God. And I'm in purgatory. So perhaps they can reunite the Smiths for us. Yeah. See how we take this full circle. Yeah. All right. Well, my number two song (laughs) this week is one that its main composer is called the greatest song ever written. He's also, speaking of being a religious podcast now as well as a medical podcast and a basketball podcast look at us he's also verbally given credit to god as a co-writer of the song as he claims that its creation was in part divine although i seriously doubt that his ego would ever allow him to give god any of the royalty checks true ian mcculloch isn't the most humble of artists but despite his hyperbolic claims, Echo and the Bunnymen's The Killing Moon is arguably one of the best and most stirring records ever created. Will Sargent's guitar intro sets an otherworldly tone, pitched somewhere in between like Spanish guitar, Eastern European exotica, and Asian mysticism. Then over a strum of acoustic guitars, McCulloch ominously croons lyrics that are equally portentous and cryptic. Because I don't really know what the lyrics mean, And I'm not sure McCulloch really does. Maybe God does. I don't know. But it all adds to the sense of mystery in the song. Is the Killing Moon a reference to the helplessness and hopelessness when our time is eventually up? The futility of resisting one's fate? Heck if I know. But I don't really care as the drama builds when McCulloch sings, I know it must be the killing time unwillingly mine. And Sargent plays this tremoloed Morricone-inspired line. And then when McCulloch's voice soars during the rousing chorus over a bed of plucked strings, it's like the sky opens up and you willingly give yourself to him. Through the thick and thin, he will wait until you give yourself to him. 
its parent album, Ocean Rain, The Killing Moon is a grandiose artistic triumph, a track that elevated the Bunnymen from one of the greatest post-punk groups of the era to alternative rock legends. Is it the greatest song ever written? You be the judge of that. Is it my number two song this week? Yes, it is. It is my number two song. Echo and the Bunnymen, The Killing Moon. Great song. Love Fantastic song. I was sniffing at that one, too. Your what? How did it smell? Yeah. It smelled really good. Good. I mean, it, you, it's called The Killing Moon, but uh, it's yeah. very fresh. Like very patchouli fresh. and strawberries? A little bit, yeah. And little a little lime in there, too. Hmm. Yeah. So I think it's nice. <laughs> what happened to you guys when I was gone? <laughs> patchouli we, and we, strawberries? You guys, like, doing, like... We were missing Bueno. We were messing Bueno the whole time, man. We That's were missing Bueno. I, I don't know. Maybe we uh, got a hold of some of your brownies. Don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. So, Bueno, in 1984, where were you and what were you doing? Well, I was in Reseda. Pretty much was living at the Reseda Country Club. Probably saw two, at least, concerts a week there. Sometimes there was four, four concerts a week there, plus the weekends. I mean, there was a lot of people coming through there. Plus, uh, right, right around the corner from one of my favorite uh, record stores. That's where I used to get my Beatle music. I mean, I could just walk into that place and you could smell the vinyl. Nice. I know, Brett, you know that feeling, but this store was very small. It was probably 500 square feet, maybe. And you'd open that door and you'd just go, oh, what do you got in new today? Is that patchouli and strawberries? <laughs> With a no? little lime. The Only Three Lads podcast, where we take a look at the golden age of alternative music. From 1974 to 1999, we are taking a look at our top five songs of 1984. You will hear our number ones coming up after this. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The Ocean Blue, who are planning a rare tour in 2020 behind their latest album, Kings and Queens, Knaves and Thieves, have rescheduled those dates to fall 2021, so check those out on theoceanblue.com shows. The Hoodoo Girls have also rescheduled their 2020 U.S. tour to April and May of 2022. And the House of Love is starting to reschedule their 2020 U.S. dates to next year as well. Three bands you rarely see and definitely don't want to miss. Me. That's great! Actual physical contact! We are back, the Only Three Lads podcast, where we're counting down our top songs of 1984. I am Uncle Greg. We, of course, have the Rockter, the Professor, the PhD of music, Brett Vargo. Yeah, bro. <laughs> and the Ambassador of Love, Bueno. He's back. Hubba, hubba. How many names did they give you when I was gone, too? I want to ask you that. Oh, the list Six just or keeps seven. going. Oh, yeah. Well, and then, then you're going to have to put a t-shirt out with like seven names. Professor, yeah. what was it? V? Professor, Professor Bivar. See, I Bivar. can't even say it. <laughs> yeah, Professor v- Bivar. Yo. That, that was a good one. Yo, Professor Bivar. <laughs> All right, Bueno, what are some right. of your honorable mentions this week? Okay, I only have Bueno, so uh, I don't need any more names. Alice Love Resurrection, Alphaville, Forever Young, and Emotion, Obsession. Culture Club, It's a Miracle, Depeche Mode, People Are People, General Public, General Public, Killing Joke, 80s, King Love and Pride, Midnight Oil, Ozzy Osco, 
Nick Lowe, half a boy, half a man, Pretender's Time, The Avenger, Sparks, pulling rabbits out of my hat in the <laughs> Spandau Ballet, Only When You Leave, Tears for Fears, Mother's Talk, The Psychedelic Furs, Heartbreak. Heartbeat, close. Brett, what about you? Uh, let's see, my honorable mentions, uh, how about the Bangles, James, the Smiths, Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now, YouTube, Bad, the Pastel, Something Going On, the Loft, Wide is the Rain, Skeletal Family, Promised Land, that's a start. My honorable mentions, Pet Shop Boys, West End Girls, Ultravox, Dancing with Tears in My Eyes, uh, Icicle Works, Whispers to a Scrape, The Cars, we didn't even talk about them, but Hello Again would have been my song, but didn't make my list. Also Berlin, No More Words. That was a yeah. great song that I really enjoyed back in 1984. Okay, you're blowing my mind with something right now. Okay. Uh-oh. Was West End Girls out in 1984? I believe so. That was what my research I think that, the, that was a remake. Oh, was it? I Maybe hear 1986 in my head when I think of West End Girls. It might have been so. like one of those songs, kind of like How Soon Is Now. It was released in 84, yeah. but didn't become a, a hit till. Maybe wow. they put it on another album or something like that. See, I love learning things from you guys. See, we <laughs> mostly too. learned from you. Look at that. Look at that. Woohoo! I taught Brett something besides a nasty phrase or some weird contraption people use for weird sex. Awesome. <laughs> you put the blank in the blankety blank. I am growing once again. Look at that. Wow. Released April 9th, 1984. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Couldn't escape that song. I loved no. it. But Domino Dancing was probably one of my favorite Pet Shop Boy songs. It's a good one. I like Opportunities. Yeah, that's a great song. I, I love the band. I, um, they came through here. In Phoenix, probably, I would say a year, a year and a half before the pandemic. And I remember not knowing they're coming to town and a lot of my friends are posting on social media. It was great seeing the Pet Shop Boys and they did it at this theater, what holds probably 2,500 people. Oh no. I was wow. so heartbroken because I would go wow. there in a heartbeat. Um, always loved that band, always did. Well, they're coming back soon. Yeah, On the are. Unity Tour with New yep. Order. Yeah, I know it's going to be so hard to pick and choose where your concert going dollars. You only have so much discretionary income and to pick who you want to go see. It's a good problem to have coming out of this pandemic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the amount of new music that's coming out is crazy because I, I get into that every week. I write down all the new stuff coming out. All right. Well, top five songs of 1984. Bueno, what's your number one? My number one is three minutes and 15 seconds of perfection. It's called Capture the Light by the Go-Go's, written by Jane, and off the talk show album of March 1984. And my brother Ricky has given me the light to capture all your hearts and what I'm going through. And uh, I love the Go-Go's, and I've been in love with all five of you girls for years, and your craft and your heart. You know how hard it is. I wanted to make it this year to see you girls in the Hall of Fame. And I hope I didn't scare anybody off with my tenacity because sometimes it takes over. And everything about this song is so perfect. And I'm going to capture the light. I'm going to keep it in my heart and grab it to the light and hold it in my heart. I mean... Light and luck and love, I mean, those three things together, and everybody wants to touch the stars. Take a piece of happiness, hold on tight, and keep trying hard. I mean, this is an amazing song. It it really didn't even get any airplay back then. I mean, it wasn't even one of the singles released. I think it's track number seven on the album. 
this is another great masterpiece by my girls and I can't wait and for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announcements and I got my fingers, my toes and everything I could cross and I have a 50-50 chance for a shout out for us but Brett has his own opinion and uh, I don't know if I want to ask him right now but I just remember when I started my love craze voting push and going to the girls sites and saying scream out your car windows, vote for my go-go's and stuff like that and I was on there every day and I was doing that and next thing I look up after voting one day and they moved in the fourth place and then like three four days later they're in third and I'm like oh my gosh I I I was copying every vote count every day so if you go back you'll see all the counts were in there so I just know deep down in my heart that my number one belongs to the Go-Go's Capture the Light because Bueno has a love journey with endless possibilities with the Go-Go's and who knows and with all my friends, young, old, and new, let's make this dream come true and watch the Go-Go's in October get there, that well-deserved place in history. I love my girls. That's my number one. Here, awesome. here. And you know what? That vote shows the power of the O3L community. So thank you. Yes, it does. That's right. You created MTV Unplugged and got the Go-Go's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, well, you know, I'm just, like I said, I just push my love to everybody out there and uh, we go from there. Keep doing it. Keep on trucking. Keep doing it, bueno. Yep. That was more 77 than 84. Keep on trucking. That's a timeless line, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Well, topping off my list of my top songs of 1984 is one that has lyrics that are still true today and will always be until vibrating atoms stop vibrating and our universe just goes to an icy death because there are a handful of Depeche Mode songs I could have picked for my top song of 1984, but the one for me, People Are People. A timeless song, one of Bueno's honorable mentions. I mean, it's really the song that got me started on Depeche Mode, off their album, some great re- uh, reward. Uh, Master and Servant, Blasphemous Rumors are the other great songs on that album. the lyrics from Martin Gore, who is not really fond of this song any longer. He said, too commercial, too nice. I read somewhere they hadn't played it live since 1988. And Alan Wilder, the production from him. And I don't know if you guys remember, um, there was a couple episodes back uh, when I was talking about Alan Wilder remixing In Chains off the album yeah. Sounds of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Now, that original song came out in t- 2009, the remix in 2011. So if you haven't done it yet, Go and listen to the original off the 2009 album, Sounds of the Universe, and then listen to Alan Wilder's remix. And you're going to see Alan Wilder also. Music God, get him back into Pesh mode. Have him put it on an EP and go on tour. Uh, please, please do that. Um, that would be great. I would be forever grateful. But the Pesh mode, people are people. My top song of 1984. Beautiful. Well done. But have you guys done that yet? Listen to the Enchant. I have. Yeah. Oh. You know that the guys in Depeche Mode listen to that and go, God, we screwed up. Yeah, well, that was an official oh. remix, right? So they yeah, actually yeah. put it, they did put it out on a single, I think. Well, they, right? they had, something. yeah, they, they had a remix album that came out and even Vince Clark remixed one of their songs that yeah. he didn't originally work on. I can't remember which one. That Alan Wilder song is like 10 times better than the, I mean, it makes the original off the 2009 album sound like a demo, like yeah. a rough demo. Uh, God, Alan Wilder, his production. And I was reading because I know I went off on him 
that episode. But just he doesn't he doesn't really write music, but he just feels like he's a director. And boy, did he make uh, the Pesh Mode really who they are? Well, yeah. Here just realize how much he brought to the band. Brett, you're number one. All right. Well, for number one this week, the Go Betweens returned to my list. How did I know it? How did we see that not coming? <laughs> I don't know. Did you see that coming? I yeah, did. Yeah, sure did. I was like wondering when are when are the Go Betweens? Yeah. Well, they are coming at number one, and it is Bachelor Kisses, the lead track and second single off yes. the band's third album, Spring Hill Fair. Thank you. Credited to the dynamic songwriting duo of McLennan and Forster, this is really Grant McLennan's third classic song, in my opinion, as he was finding his own songwriting voice after 1983's Cattle and Kane and Dusty in Here. It's a gorgeously melodic tune that the band's new label, Sire, had picked out as a candidate for a commercial pop single and thus set to work to give it enough polish and sheen for the radio. All of that didn't change the songs or the band's commercial fortune, but it did make for one of the most sonically appealing of all the go-between singles, which is really saying something considering my stance that they boast one of the most flawless singles discographies in all of recorded music. The track starts with a lush crystalline guitar intro that gives me the same feeling of woozy euphoria as something like, say, the Ocean Blues ballerina out of control, before giving way to McLennan's honest, sensitive lyrics. The song's really about infidelity and broken promises as much as it is about fidelity and security. Don't believe what you've heard. Faithful's not a bad word. McLennan implores to save these bachelor kisses, but don't be slave to bachelor kisses now. They'll break your vow. The chorus features lovely harmony vocals by Raincoat's lead vocalist Ana Da Silva, and those boy-girl harmonies would soon become one of the band's trademarks, subsequently by Tracy Thorne from Everything But The Girl, and then the band's own Amanda Brown, and then much later after their reformation, Adele Pickvance. It's a perfect song that lands at number one on my list of 1984 songs, Bachelor Kisses by the Go-Betweens. Hello. Hello. I have to say, uh, because of this podcast, I discovered the Go-Betweens, Brett, you. Good. And just the other day, I was doing my little walk at night, and I'm listening to Was There Anything I Can Do? Mm. Catchy little tune there. Very smithsy, that one. Sorry, that was my shoe phone go-going off. (laughs) Your phone was go-going off? Uh Uh-huh. Was it Kathy? Yes, it was. Agent, what what agent, what what number are you? Agent 84. uh, Agent 69. (laughs) Okay, Brett, you are our, come on. We, (laughs) what happened? I blame it on you guys. You've (laughs) you've really brought me down to your level. Well, wait a minute. What? What, what, Like I said, I haven't heard anything for the last four weeks. So what what level are you guys talking about now? Well, I mean, not only did you you invent MTV Unplugged and got the Go-Go's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you've also taken my mind to terrible places. (laughs) There's the trifecta. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe I can end it with a superfecta. No, well, it would, you have to, you know, you could end it on a cycle. We have to, you know, you have to surprise Brett one more time before we end this. Well, there's always surprises around the corner. We know this. <laughs> a lot of great songs on our top five list from 1984. A lot of homework I got to do. 
Um, but boy, a lot of stuff that you, sometimes you don't think about for a long time. I was obviously the fastball pitcher of this episode. You guys threw some great curveballs. Yeah. So very. Wayno comes in with a with a knuckleball. That's, oh yeah, uh, drops right off the table before it yeah. hits home plate too. Old knucklehead Smith. Mm-hmm. Watch out. <laughs> Hit that randomizer. Let's see what we're doing next week. Oh, yes, we do have to hit oh, the randomizer. Oh, we got to randomize again. Darn it, that would have been nice if I had been prepared. <laughs> prepared, you know, shmishmared. Prepared for suckers, says Ice Cube. You know, Ice Cube Let's... does have that great uh, diss song, the best diss song ever. Vaseline. No Vaseline. How do you guys feel about the top five female-led bands? Awesome. Can't wait. I know we've done female singers, but female-led bands. So, like, The Pretenders? That would qualify, yeah. L7, Go-Go's. Sure. Bangles. Yep. Hole. Magnapop. Magnapop. O-O-K. Yep. Pylon. Hi, Linda. Thanks for covering for me. Sorry I didn't say... I didn't shout you out earlier. She did a great job. We had so much fun with her. She, She was so nervous and didn't think she should come on, and she was torturing herself, and then she became the star of the bell. Well, I'm glad she torched up before she came on. So. She torched up. No, she, she, she drank a White Claw. <laughs> it was a White Claw, yeah. Yeah. The Willy Weed was Yeah, don't believe ago. everything you hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything you guys got to say before we go? <laughs> Do we want to run down our lists? Oh, see, there you go. Yes. Well, no, you went first. Go ahead. Run okay, down your list. Number five, Flock of Seagulls, The More You Live, The More You Love. Number four, Milford and Tilbrook, Picking Up the Pieces. Number three, Talk Talk, It's My Life. Number two, Simple Minds, Speed Your Love to Me. And the number ones. The newly Hall of Fame girls, the Go-Go's, Capture the Light. My top five songs from 1984 coming in at, at number five. Duran Duran with the Reflect, Flex, 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 Flex. Number four, Alphaville, Big in Japan. Number three, the Go-Go's, Head Over Heels. Number two, the Smiths, How Soon Is Now. And number one, Depeche Mode, People Are People. I'll tell you, the Reflect, Flex, 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 that never gets old, though. Oh, I love uh, it. I, I can't listen to the song or mention the song without doing that, so... <laughs> So I'm ready to punch myself in the mouth if I do it again. No, so. please don't. No. You're being too harsh on yourself, Gregory. We don't want you to create a new t-shirt for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number five was the psychedelic furs, the ghost in you. Number four, the replacements unsatisfied. Number three, the chills, pink frost. Number two, echo and the bunny men, the killing moon. And number one, the go betweens bachelor kisses. All right. Well, hit that randomizer. Let's see what we're doing. Party hits. All right. Oh, that, that's right. Uh, top five female lead lead bands. Female lead bands. Did he just for, say where we been? What? Yeah, no, that where was me. Been? What? Yeah. I thought maybe right. we'd do it again just to, so that we can have it in oh. chronological order. Oh, we could. Let's well, do it. It doesn't matter. Let's do it. Do let's it again. Get... All right. I let's... say do it again. All right. Well, hit that randomizer. Let's see what we're doing next week. <laughs> oh, this is spontaneous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you just cut and you move what we did before. Boom. Well, I could do that. I did not invent MTV Unplugged, but, you know, (laughs) I have a way with with editing. Look how good Um, you are at Pro Tools. All right. So our our next topic, episode 65, will be the top five female-led bands. Heard something about that before. Something something like that. (laughs) All right. Is there anything else you guys need to say before we... Go and live our lives before. Well, you know, none of this is really going to get edited, but, um, (laughs) but other (laughs) than that, (laughs) I do have to say, welcome back, Bueno. Is that like welcome back, Cotter, but Bueno instead? Kind of. You did have a very Gabe Kaplan-esque appearance in that era. Oh, back then, yeah. 
No, yeah, bald so is it, a few it, ball. it applies. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yep. And I ask all of you, will you still need us? Will you still feed us in episode 64? And if you will feed us, just let us know where and when. And my neighbor's knocking on the wall saying, feed me, feed me. So uh, <laughs> daily things, happiness. Eat your food, baby, as medicine. Say your prayers. Take your vitamins, love life, heart the world. Never stop creating happiness around your aura. Be a blessing. Create happiness. Be kind and always love and be bueno. The theme music is Frequency, written and performed by yours truly, Brett Vargo. Any other music in this episode is presented solely for purposes of review, examination, and news reporting. If you like what you hear, go to your record store and pick up the LP, CD, cassette, or 8-track, or stream it if you're one of those newfangled fancy pants. If we're lucky enough to still have these artists with us, go out and see some live music. For the latest updates, join the O3L community at facebook.com slash only3lads. We want to hear from you. And while you're at it, click on the Shop Now link for the coolest threads. Until next time, thanks for listening.